Try not to. Welcome back. Where were you going for about a week? What? This is Thursday. Oh, yeah. I've been here all week. Damn, it just seems like you've been See, gone. See, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just having fun with you. Welcome back. Uh, is the director of social media in there? How you doing, sir? Who's the cash me outside girl? Oh, are we, is she really coming up t- today? Well, it's never come up before on this show. Um, she's one of the social. What does she want? Money outside? Cash me outside? She is a social media. Uh, be yeah, careful. Creation. Is it cash me outside or catch me outside? Cash. C A S H. What does she want? I. I... Basically, she's getting paid to appear at different places or maybe product placement, things of that nature. Her name is Danielle Brigoli Peskowitz. She's a very, very unlikable human being. All right. I'm unfamiliar with this. She pleaded guilty yesterday to charges of grand theft, grand theft auto, marijuana possession, and filing a false report. Really? I the missed this. Boynton Beach, Florida teen gained notoriety last year for her tough talk on an episode of Dr. Phil in which she said, cash me outside to a lively studio audience. But the phrase took off online and quickly mm-hmm. catapulted her to viral stardom. What does that mean, cash me outside? Why was she on Dr. Phil? Who is this? Who is Who are this person? <laughs> who is this person? I who didn't realize that she had received her start on Dr. Phil's show. I did not know was that. Was she on there as a troubled youth? I would or? guess so, because she's, I don't even think she's 22. The teens... Uh, uh, well, she's, she's a teenager. Who the is teen's he? father, Ira Peskowitz, was also in court asking the judge to restrict Danielle's internet access. <laughs> the judge denied what? the request. Will you ground my daughter? My daughter is being exploited, said Peskowitz, tearfully expressing concerns that his daughter is being groomed for a career in pornography by adults who want to leverage her newfound celebrity. I, I just, I have no idea. You know I what? don't understand. This what falls she... under the heading of there's stuff going on out there I don't know anything about. And the only reason I brought it up today is I've seen her name uh, every week for a year. And I've never bothered to wonder who it is. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Cash I... me outside. Cash me outside. Mm-hmm. Cash me outside. Who are this? I now know more, no, no, any, I don't know anything more than I, I once, I once knew. I don't think you're going to lose any sleep over it. No, I'm you just not. are a little curious. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, okay, just a minute, Jeremy. Yeah, Joe. She was on uh, Doctor Phil, like you said. Uh, her catchphrase was "Cash me outside." How about that? Uh-huh. Whereas she wanted to ask, what's mm, a African American? You know, and whenever she'd go to fight or whenever somebody get in her face, she'd say catch me outside instead of catch me outside yeah so she was basically trying to be hard and slur her speech and whatever else a typical very troubled youth all right thank you just wanted to give you a clarification on that thank you sir this is going to be the earliest we hear al green in every show well no uh, (laughs) yeah no i'm i'm really puzzled by something uh you mean to tell me check Mm -hmm. this out you can gain notoriety. Well, I shouldn't be surprised. You can gain notoriety for issuing a, essentially a phrase, "cash me outside," right? Which means apparently nothing. 
But, right. I don't. Right. I don't know what it means. Does it mean you need money and you'd like to take the money on the other side of the door, or are you just saying, "Hey, I'll talk to you later, maybe outside"? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're right, Reeves. And you know what? You do care. I don't care. I was. I know you're going to say I don't care. I don't care about uh, Putin threatening to blow us up. Because you don't think that's going to happen? No, I don't care about it because mm. that's not what's important. And I don't care about uh, Russian intervention in the election if that happened. I, I don't care. You know what I care about? What do you care? Uh, what do you think about... Um, President Trump and all that stuff that's going on. Don't ask me. Okay. You know what I care about? Hmm. You know, Kentucky Fried Chicken ran now out got, of chicken. Now you got my attention. Ran out of chicken in Europe. Yeah. And then they got that fixed. Yeah. You know what now? They've run out of gravy. What? How can this world operate when KFC runs out of gravy? How are they going to? They had one job. Get those 55-gallon vats of gravy into the store. Let's go here. Get the pump in there. Start pumping them out. They ran out of gravy. How do you run out of gravy? Uh, supply distribution snafu. KFC outlets in the U.K. are reporting a shortage of the fried chicken joint's famous gravy just weeks after some locations ran out of chicken. Issues with KFC's chicken and gravy supply can be traced to its new distributor, DHL, which failed to deliver the main menu item last Feb. A spokesperson for KFC KFC owner Yum Brands. I didn't know that's who owned it. Do they advertise advertise with us? Yum Brands? I don't think they do. No, no, KFC. Uh, Let's see. Told Reuters that while 97% of KFC locations have reopened, the restaurants are going through a gravy shortage. Due to ongoing distribution challenges, we're working as hard as we can to get this gravy thing sorted out. We know that our gravy is a big favorite, KFC said. Yeah, I'm seeing some KFC spots in the system. Really? Love, you know, KFC really has got the good Are chicken breast. Are you kidding breasts. me? No, I re- they really do. Because it's great stuff, isn't it? Well, when you mix the <laughs> corn with the uh, potatoes and the gravy, That's it's... a plate of shame, isn't it? Uh, it's a sad bowl. <laughs> sad bowl? But it's still really good. We could arrange it, you know, like a plate, like you're a human being with no, self-respect. No, uh, just mix it all into one uh, <laughs> one bowl for me, and I'll uh, I'll consume it. Well, stop right then. I didn't. Well, mm. okay, but the fact still remains, Here, KFC, as I... an advertiser, don't, f- don't uh, uh, run out of um, uh, gravy. Well, I can say stuffy. something. I can say something that would might make KFC... F- Feel better. It, your shortage of gravy would not affect me because I don't eat gravy. Oh, what's wrong with you? I don't like gravy. I don't like the concept. You're weird. I just but don't on like those gravy. mashed potatoes, you mix in the corn. It, I, in their defense, I will put corn. I will put corn with mashed potatoes, but just no gravy and no butter. No dummy. butter. I hate the fact that you don't use butter. I don't like the concept. I'm sure I eat butter it's all the time. It's as natural as can be. I'm sure I eat it all the time in cooking. I don't consciously eat it. I would never take a pat. Of butter and spread it on a roll. Oh my god! I can't. I just don't understand that. I don't. It's beyond my comprehension. On a on a fresh slice of bread. Here, right here. To spread right some here. butter. Right here, I got it for you. <laughs> I heard no. from Angelo's in South St. Paul. 
What? I ordered from Angelo's in South St. Paul recently. Oh my gosh. They come no with end fresh you garlic bread. I paid full, too, I'm not, by the way. I'm not suggesting you didn't. I'm not suggesting you didn't. Damn, that's good pizza and bread. They give you fresh bread, and to to resist the temptation to pat was it crazy bread? No, to pattern it with but it's it's a it's a like a mini loaf of bread, and it's like a, it's a garlic bread, and you can add butter to it, and it just soaks right in. It was fabulous. I got the I got the meat side, the the lots of meat pizza. Kid got a salad. Youngest daughter got meatballs. All she wanted was meatballs. Pretty good meatballs at Angelo's in South St. Paul. You know, he did focus this entire segment. Well, I know. You know you're talking about food. You see, our eyes did not part ways. Who's li- Who do you want me to take here, Director? No one, sir. Huh? Uh, nobody. What do people call just to listen over the phone line? The cash me outside uh, conversation got the phones lit up. Yeah, I don't want to talk about her. I just had a simple question. Who in the hell is she? And where does she appear? I guess I will continue. Does she appear on your internet? Uh, you mean like personal appearances? Or? No, but I mean, why is she continued to be in the news? Yeah, but those types of people are what flashing the pans. What is going on here? They're flashing the pans. They might appear somewhere and then... You forget all, but the ones where ain't nobody got time for that, and I thought there was a fire. You know, they're up there for about maybe two weeks, and oh. then they're gone. Yeah, I love that girl. Yeah, that, that girl's pretty good. What happened to her? Thank you, sir. Uh, she's around there somewhere. But you're right. They, they get that internet sensation, and then... Whoosh, yep, they're gone. Whoosh, yeah. Just like that. Whoosh, they're gone. Yeah. All right, just a minute. You're okay. gone. No, you're I'm gone. not. No, you're gone. When- now! Six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred in Healton, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is ooh ooh wait a wait a minute. Oklahoma is not where south. you think it is in your mental map. And I, I would say south and west. Very well, uh, a state west. I always think of it as due south under Minnesota. Well, I do too. It's a state west. And I only corrected Once myself. Once you draw the line straight down. I only corrected myself because of your information. You made me look. Healton, Oklahoma. Uh, the kids in the schools in Healton, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. they now have bulletproof storm shelters they go into in the event of a uh, bad person. Okay. Uh, bulletproof storm shelters. Have we decided on a Garage Logic solution yet? I know it doesn't happen in Garage Logic, but for the places that it does happen, what is our what? Maybe maybe the theory isn't out yet. Maybe the you know what I heard? It's just heartbreaking. I heard of a local grade school mm-hmm. uh, where the kids are being told today. What to do, and I, I'm not making this up, what to do in the event a bear is at the school door? <laughs> well, because they don't they don't want to confront first graders and second graders with the prospect of a devil with a gun. 
So they're oh, they're, so they're masking they're it, couching it in the in terms of here's what we're going to have to do. If a, so, what's going to happen? Every kid's going to go out for recess and be freaked out by a bear coming, <laughs> looking around their corner. Where's the going, bear at? I, is there a bear around here? What is this bear? Well, I, I know kids that I know the students at. But my, here, here, let me finish this thought. Yeah. And the school, you know what? The school has to do that. Uh, nowhere is immune. Nowhere. So you have to do it. And what they've come up with is they got a big drill, and they're going to talk about what to do if the bear comes to the door. Hmm. I wonder how many uh, uh, first and second graders that are a little advanced, kind of with the wink and a nudge, go along with it. They're going, Kind of like Papa Noel, you know? I mean, kind of just roll with the punches and go, watch bear. this. What the hell are they talking about? A bear? Right. There's no bear here. Bear. I know my kids at my Mongoose, grade maybe. school, they, they ran out. To, they had a drill. Yeah. Bear, and a bear drill? Oh, my kid. Just run like hell. Go away from the building. Hadleton, Healton Public Schools in Oklahoma decided to install seven bulletproof storm shelters inside the elementary school and two larger ones in the middle school. Officials are working to get shelters for the high school. Now, they can double they can double dip on these shelters in Oklahoma. You know what else they would use them for? That's that's your tornado central. Gotcha. So they can use those for tornadoes. Uh as the kids flow in to the st- bulletproof shelters, uh, the last teacher that comes in uh, shuts the door and locks it down, so you're locked in there. The company is called Shelter in Place. Uh, Clever name. It sent a video of the shelters being tested with the superintendent inside while someone shot at it. It's a little drastic. With the super, you don't in sign it? up for that in the super club, do you? No, no, not at all. I don't Soup, know. get in their thing and close the door. We're, We're going to test her out here test for you. Test her out. I volunteered. I did, I did not feel comfortable putting these in my buildings if I wasn't willing to do it myself, so I offered to go inside, said the super, Terry Shaw. It was very surreal, but I felt comfortable and very safe. Healdton residents said it's a sad reality that they need these shelters. There will be security in knowing that no matter what happens, it will be safe for me to pick them up on that evening. Uh, said a parent. The shelters can hold up to 35 kids and two teachers. The bulletproof storm shelters in Healdton are the first to be installed in the country. Shelter-in-place officials say they have since installed shelters in Atoka, Oklahoma, uh, and are in talks with other school districts. Man. That's my question. Is this the new normal? Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there was a dynamic uh, attached to the Parkland, Florida shootings that made people realize that no one is safe. There was nothing socioeconomically uh, standing out about that. Uh, it was just, uh, it just showed that the the uh, the loner, the kid that everybody thought was a wacko, and uh, that that can be anywhere, 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 to the point where now here's a little school in St. Paul where the uh, little kids are going to have to be told what to do in the event of a bear showing up at the door. Hmm. The bear, of course, was the euphemism for the commies when I was a kid. The bear. <laughs> the, the bear. The Cold War and the bear. Yeah. I mean, 
we had these Cold War threats when I was a kid and these exercises. Right. It, it, it quite literally was just to go in the basement of the school and eat the saltine crackers right. and drink the bad water. From the van. And, and I don't recall being, uh, that didn't uh, affect me in any way, nor did it affect anyone of my generation, the, to the best of my knowledge. I don't know anyone scarred by that. But you can't tell me these kids in at Parkland, for example, uh, or these kids at... Uh, uh, what was the school in Connecticut? Uh, uh, not Columbine. Newton. Newtown or New- Newtown. Uh, Newtown. Newtown. You can't tell me those kids aren't scarred. And I think even if a bear showed up, you wouldn't get scarred. It's, <laughs> no. Right? Is Height ready? Uh, he is ready. We can handle that. Does he have any news? Uh, yes, he does. He's got some uh, some breaking, some not breaking. Is it all the news that's fit to broadcast? Sure hope so. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 38 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. Oh, yeah, Woodbury, too. With questions about the future at quarterback, one of Viking coach Mike Zimmer's top priorities, he says, is making sure the Vikings do not have to lose key uh, players to pay a quarterback. Zimmer said at the Combine today, the one thing I told Rick was, Rick Spielman, the GM, I said, look, we've had a good team. It's not because we've had this one guy or that one guy. Let's make sure we keep understanding the team is why we have done good things. Vikings reportedly interested top free agent quarterback Kirk Cousins, who would demand upwards of $30 million a season. Within the next year, there are four key players, Stephon Diggs, Danielle Hunter, Eric Kendricks, and Anthony Barr, who will need new contracts if the Vikings want to keep their number one defense together. Who's the running back they lost early? That'd be Delvin Cook, sir. Is he okay now? Uh, he should be expected, ready to go by a, a training camp. They there. actually said, yeah, some, there's a story today from our guy down there, uh, not down there, from our guy, uh, Collar, said yeah. uh, he might be ready for the OTs, OTAs. So The one thing I do love uh, about the contrasting difference between uh, head coach Mike Zimmer and general manager Rick Spielman is that Spielman will get in front of a podium and spend an hour telling you absolutely nothing, <laughs> very tactfully trying to tell you nothing, and Zimmer will just come out and just start shooting yep. guns and letting you know what's going on. It's good, it's good theater. Twins playing the Cardinals this afternoon. The Cardinals are up 2-1 to one in the top of the fifth. Alberto Mejia started for the Twins. He went three innings, gave up four hits and two earned runs. News notes from today. Uh, more info on that horrible crash we followed the other day. The driver of a semi-trailer who crashed into a vehicle stopped at a red light in Lake Elmo had his eyes on his cell phone. Oh, my God. For the eight seconds preceding the crash, according to charges filed in Washington County. Citing footage from a camera on the semi, investigators say 28-year-old Samuel Wayne Hicks of Independence, Wisconsin, made no effort to brake before he hit the vehicle, which was at a complete stop at the intersection of Highway 36 and Lake Elmo Avenue. The truck, at the time, going 63 miles an hour. Wow. Hicks now faces one count of criminal vehicular homicide. That's a felony, carrying a maximum 10 years in prison and or 20 grand in fines. Uh, killed in that crash, 54-year-old business owner and biology instructor Robert Bursick of Amory, Wisconsin. Investigators say Bursick's vehicle was damaged beyond recognition in the crash, and only later they figured out it was a 2015 Toyota Scion. Hicks admitted his cell phone had been in his right hand, He'd been texting his girlfriend on and off along the highway. Oh, no. They were texting about a new house, he told authorities, which he also looked up on his Zillow app while driving, according to the complaint. Okay, so as I understand it, he hit this guy who was stopped for a red light. Correct. Okay, had that guy not been there, 
this trucker would have killed somebody else. Going through the red light. He would have blown the red red light. light. Yeah, correct. God almighty. Here's your problem, too, and forgive me if you guys discussed this earlier in my absence, but Coles was on last week and had the lawmaker talking about the laws that are in place for violations just like John's talking about, and the penalties for these infractions are very minimal, even when it results in death. So even if this guy is found guilty, I know you you mentioned he could face up to 20 years. He's not going to get 20 years. I just don't. 10 years, I think. This has come up a million times. I don't know if I'm going euphorian or not, but the technology has to exist that your phone doesn't work in the car. Oh, right. right. If it's in motion, absolutely. Period. Yeah. I mean, bad enough that any regular car driver has got that much uh, weight behind it and momentum, but that big semi truck. This was a big bang. rig, right? A yeah. big rig, yeah, yeah. And the car was, if you saw the picture. Yeah, I would yes. not have been able to under, tell you the yeah. make of the car. Damaged. And Joe, to answer your question, I 100 percent agree with you. But the comeback to that will always be, well, what about the passengers of the vehicle? To which I say, tough. The hell with them. Right. Exactly. Minneapolis-based interior signage company, at which the deadliest workplace shooting in the state ever took place, reached a settlement earlier this year with former members of its management team, according to court records. Accent Signage filed the lawsuit against its former management team in March of 2017. The lawsuit centered on the company's management team following a shooting in 2012, during which former employee Andrew Engeldinger killed six people before shooting himself. Lawsuit alleged after management changes following the shooting... The company's new chief executive officer and GM, the new director of operations, and the new production manager conspired with another signage company to form a new business called Proxy Signs, despite entering into an agreement with Accent Signage prohibiting them from disclosing confidential information. The terms of the settlement were not immediately available. The conspiracy was fully revealed when a former Proxy Signs employee provided physical evidence and a sworn statement against the actions of those involved in the conspiracy. The United States will institute new tariffs on steel and aluminum next week. President Donald Trump saying that today following a day of disagreement among his advisors about whether to crack down on imports. The U.S. will set tariffs of 25 percent for steel and 10 percent for aluminum. It's unclear whether they will apply to all imports or only metals from certain countries. The president made the announcement as steel and aluminum executives met with cabinet members and administration staff at the White House today. Confusion surrounded Trump's announcement as the administration and couldn't agree on how to proceed. One White House aide telling a reporter, it's a mess. The aide said staffers do not know what is going on and will watch to see what happens at the meeting along with everyone else. Ben Carson, the U.S. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, has scrapped that order for that $31,000 dining set for his Washington office amid a growing ethics controversy. A HUD spokesperson said in an email today at the request of the secretary, the agency is working to rescind the order for that set. The decision followed a promise from Carson of full disclosure over his use of public funds to buy expensive furniture in his first public remarks since The Guardian revealed a senior HUD official's allegation that she was demoted for refusing to break a legal spending limit on redecoration. Last night, the Republican-controlled House Oversight Committee uh, told Carson to turn over all documentation relating to the reassignment of Helen Foster, who was moved from her job last year after a series of disagreements with managers. Wait a minute. Yeah. She, she didn't want to spend? That's correct. And she's punished for that? She was demoted in the department. And did Carson want to maintain her attitude, or did he want to spend more? Carson wanted to spend more. Yeah. It was yeah, thirty one thousand on a dining set, uh-huh. which was over the amount that was supposed dining to be spent. Set? And I'm pro food, but that's <laughs> that was a nice. I bet it was a nice set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Declassified intelligence documents released today reveal a mentally disturbed teenager tried to assassinate Queen Elizabeth II mm. while she was visiting New Zealand in 1981. The contents of the documents have led to claims that police tried to cover up the attempt. New Zealand news website Stuff is reporting all this. Subsequently, New Zealand police have launched an examination of the original investigation and case file. The Queen was touring the South Island city of Dunedin on October 14, 1981. At that point, 17-year-old Christopher Lewis fired a single shot toward the Queen's car, according to papers from the New Zealand Security Intelligence Service. Nobody luckily was harmed. Lewis confessed the crime to police who found a 22 rifle and a used cartridge in the building where he shot the gun. Police feared the incident would jeopardize future royal visits, so they sought firearms and robbery charges, according to the documents, and tried to keep the assassination attempt on the lowdown. Apparently successfully. Yes. I had not heard of it. And I, I, I follow the Royals. You're, 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 yeah, you're a big Royals follower. Guy. I like the Royals. Yes. A better weather forecasting could be coming. The second of four next-generation GOES goes weather satellites. The stars of an $11 billion program to upgrade America's weather observation and forecasting infrastructure is poised to launch this afternoon atop a United Launch Alliance Atlas V rocket. Liftoff should be at about 4.02 our time. If all goes well, the satellite will be released into a preliminary elliptical orbit three and a half hours after launch. At that altitude, satellites take 24 hours to finish one orbit and appear stationary in the sky. (laughs) The satellite will provide fast, multispectral images of weather patterns affecting the Pacific Ocean as far west as New Zealand, including Hawaii, Alaska, Mexico, Central America, and, of course, the western United States. Kind of like fast-paced and like Exactly. Everything would show up quicker. Plus, Joe Pica... A National Weather Service manager said the new satellite will also uh, get us places where weather coverage right now is limited or blocked. So they expect that. Kind of like a sports show if it was really fast. Right. Got it. It's over before it starts. Right. (laughs) World's earliest earliest figurative tattoos have been discovered on 5,000-year-old Egyptian mummies. They say mom? No. The tattoos are of a wild bull, a Barbary sheep on the upper arm of a male mummy, and on a female's shoulder, S-shaped motifs. Hmm. The find dates tattoos containing imagery rather than geometric patterns to 1,000 years earlier than previously thought. I bet that was some good sanitation they used for those prehistoric tattoos. Yeah, especially those prehistoric uh, tramp stamps that they, you know, <laughs> let's go a little bit higher there. Right there, there you go. This is my girlfriend. Og. Yeah, Og. right. <laughs> no, these are Egyptians. These are oh, not, not cavemen. Oh, oh, Egyptians okay, yeah. are fairly advanced. Cleopatra. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or one of the guys, your ad here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Researchers. That said, would be the rookie of. Right. Yeah, tell them the rook Researchers say the discovery transforms our understanding of how people lived during that. That's period. my own personal. Cramp stamp on my back is tell him the rooks had it you. says zero res. Uh, Dave Dahl coming up. <laughs> you cannot stop it. You just make sure. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. Another nice day out there. It's 38 degrees. Should have had a high close to 40 this afternoon. And then we start to cool down tonight, down to 20. Clear skies, some patchy fog is possible. And the outlook for Friday looks uh, pretty good with a mix of clouds and sun and a high temperature close to 40. Saturday, 46. Sunday, up to 47. There will be some showers, though, that develop on Sunday. Could become uh, 
even some thunder showers by Sunday evening. And then Monday, rain showers becoming mixed with and changing over to snow by Monday night. Measurable snow is possible Monday night into Tuesday. 32 for the high by Tuesday, 30 Wednesday and Thursday. So it does cool down after that snow moves through. And at this point, it does look like enough to shovel and plow, which means a couple of inches in most spots, I think. Um, and the track of that storm is still uncertain, so we'll watch it as it moves through. But it does look like uh, southern Minnesota will get uh, some measurable snow out of this at least. 38 right now, Joe, heading for a high today of about 40. All right, thank you. Uh, Mark, go ahead, please. So about six years ago, Richardson Elementary School in North St. Paul yeah. uh, went into a lockdown because, well, guess what was outside the school? A bear? A bear. Really? Yeah. All right, thank you. It can happen, and the uh, kids are being counseled. <laughs> uh, California has the uh, is ranking dead last in quality of life in this country, mm-hmm. and I think it's a cautionary tale. Look at their politics. Uh they ban everything. They they rule so much from the salon that the basics have gone gone to waste. Plus, they have a horrible, horrible homeless problem. Fifty eight thousand homeless people Oof. in Los Angeles alone. So uh, they're so they're what they're they're banning uh, plastic bags and uh, well they've banned they've banned everything from plastic bags to preventing the sale of foie gras. Foie gras. What is that? Duck liver or something? Yeah, goose, fake uh, goose liver. Yeah. California has enacted new rules within the past few years in hopes of improving both the environment and quality of life. But despite these efforts, uh, California has ranked dead last uh, among U.S. states in quality of life, according to a study by U.S. News. Is this the one that placed Iowa first and Minnesota second? That same report? I, well, I don't know if it's the same, but it was it was like it was similar to. U.S. News ranked each state in seven areas, which were weighted based on a survey that determined their importance to the public, health care, education, economy, opportunity, infrastructure, crime, corrections, and fiscal stability. Though California failed U.S. News tests, that doesn't mean politicians are ready to give up. Here's a look at some of the bans the state has enforced. Okay. Uh, California will become the first state to prohibit pet stores from selling dogs, cats, or rabbits that aren't rescue animals. Mm. All right. Uh, Starting in uh, January 2019, pet stores will be required to obtain animals from a public animal control agency or shelter. Uh, Okay, they're trying to prevent the puppy mill thing. All right. Senator Kathleen Galagiana, a Democrat from Stockton, uh, wants California to become the first state to ban cosmetics testing on animals. All right. Um, you know, she shouldn't be at the forefront. She shouldn't of, be. She, right. she, but she was drawn to political life to rule from the salon. Right. Uh, California became the first state in the U.S. to ban single use plastic bags in 2015. Businesses that continue to offer the bags have to charge customers a fee. All right. California blocked state-funded travel to multiple states in June that had what the state attorney general considered considered anti-LGBTQRPPMNYCFWB policies. Should not be at the forefront. That's mm-hmm. not what we're worried about right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, California bars the possession of certain restricted animals without a specific permit, including hamsters, ferrets, and gerbils. Hmm. What is? What about mongooses? You can have mongoose. Okay. Cars with internal combustion engines could be banned in California. Ooh, now you're talking to the GLers. Mary Nichols, the California Air Resources Board Chair, told Bloomberg News that Governor Jerry Brown is interested in a potential ban. However, she said banning cars with internal combustion engines wouldn't happen 
in the next 10 years. All right. California's foie gras ban was reinstated in September by a federal appeals court. It found that a state law preventing sales of the food uh, made by force-feeding ducks and geese was not preempted by... Okay, my point being, California has some horrible, horrible problems. Uh, Financial problems, uh, homeless problems, taxation problems, and they have an overwhelmingly Mysterian legislative body that... uh, is there any conservative representatives there? Uh, not that I'm. Not that I'm. Well, I'm sure there, there are, are by their standards. By their standards, but <clears throat> this is what could happen uh, when when the salon takes over. This is what happens. Okay, but there's going to be a breaking point, though. You I- think this woman who wants to ban cosmetics testing on animals? Do you think she spends five minutes a day thinking about? Oh, the the movement of water, sewage, bridges, roads, street lights, libraries. That is, she obviously she obviously uh, has an agenda that has nothing to do with the goodwill of the average citizen of California. Uh, I wouldn't live in California. I, you couldn't pay me enough to live there. Not, and I knew that before I read this. <laughs> right. I just can't stand the right. traffic. I just can't stand the traffic, and I can't stand the uh, the congestion. But. Uh, it's dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful. There are pockets of, of garage logic in California, but they're few and far between. And and so they get into the salon and they come up with plastic bags and goose liver and cosmetics and uh, pet stores. You know, pet stores was a legitimate business in this country, I would imagine, for a long time. And you sold puppies. Right. But it's the, cats, it, it's maybe. their belief that, you know, what they're going to do then is prevent puppy mills. Well, maybe they are. So they only the pet stores now can only sell animals that they get from rescue uh, shelters. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. But isn't that the kind of stuff you do when you first take care of the 58,000 homeless people in Los Angeles? It might be the first, second, or third thing, but the first thing would be take care of those homeless. I, and I don't know what the answer to that is. Obviously, one of the answers is housing, affordable housing, to which you should say affordable, affordable for, for whom. whom. And I, I uh, uh, but isn't it amazing, uh, given given the pockets of such extraordinary wealth there? Are the Oscars this weekend? I believe so, yes. I don't uh, watch them anymore. I, I probably did at one point in my life. I have no interest in that industry anymore. I know, but I, I've, uh, to see the train, I guess I wa- it's like auto racing. I watch it to see the train wrecks. Who's gonna, who's gonna make news? Not you, to... you can be our correspondent because I, I oh excellent. I, there's two or three good movies a year, and I invariably see them. Mm-hmm. But I, I waste no other time on that industry. Uh, I, I find these people such hypocrites that I can't. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to give them my time. Is there anybody left in Hollywood? You know, they've all done this Me Too thing, and then, you know, but. Given the extraordinary wealth there and the beauty of the state, uh, they just don't have their act together, do they? They just don't no. have their act together. I mean, they've got major uh, financial problems, and they're worried about uh, bags and, and all this other nonsense. There is a breaking point coming. After the top of the hour. This hour's already done. One of the most stunning, wow. stunning examples of power washing. Stunning, you say. That has come across our desk. Okay. Uh, a real, real look into, uh, well, you'll find out. Okay.
Damn it, every time I hear this, I'm mad that he's gone. Yeah, and every time I hear it, I just think I wish he would have done more of this kind of stuff. Uh, what was I just going to tell you? Uh, something about Prince? No. Uh, wild play tonight at Arizona. That should be a victory. Yeah, there's, this is, this that is crunch time. Straight. That could be six straight. This is post-All-Star. It's all crunch time now here. Are the Wolves tonight, too? I, you know, Back I don't based. pay attention to them. I know that t- the uh, the Gophers losing to Rutgers last night, and that was on in my home for some time. Why? Uh, the oldest boy wanted to watch. Timberwolves are at Portland. The Wild are at Arizona. Phoenix. We should win Portland. Shouldn't we win every night? I don't know why you can't win every night. Got to win every night. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's uh, 38 I don't know, degrees. 38 Bob. degrees yeah. at all? That's it. 